episode nine of Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela entitled Twin Flames, Soulmates, and Kindred Spirits. I am here with my soulmate. Okay. Scott. Yes, here I am. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit right. later. Okay. So this week, what did we do this week, Scott? Oh, what did we do? What did we um, do? What do we do? We, you know, just try to get through the day with the kids. <laughs> We we, we uh, yeah we did it. We went to Spirit Halloween for the third time. Yeah, right. If, if you've never been to Spirit Halloween, they pop up in old abandoned businesses around yes. your town, and uh, it's filled. Like, when did Halloween get so like? It's very scary. It is. Like, it's very like it's. I don't like Halloween decorations that like are bloody and like I don't know. I'm more like cute Halloween. Cute Halloween. Like yeah. little cats or witch stuff. I don't like spirit was scary. Sure. I don't like but clowns. our four year old like loves this stuff. Yeah, she's really into. She the saw weird. it all on. She YouTube. likes the zombie babies and all that yeah. like scary stuff. So we went there. We went there, and then on I think it was Friday morning we went to an art gallery. We to did do a little, to do a little local show, local TV show, mm -hmm. and um, that was interesting. Yeah. Well, you love art. I absolutely. Anyone who knows you. Yes, everyone knows, knows your appreciation for art. I have a huge appreciation <laughs> for art. No, not really. That's, uh, <laughs> that's so, well, that's well, so blunt. It depends what kind of art it is. Like, you know, like on my wall yeah. upstairs, and if you watch the live show, you know oh, I have yes. like the paintings of the bears. Oh, and you the, love nature art. That's great art. Yeah. That's fantastic. Na nature art, yeah. My problem with art. Okay, well, let me, let me preface this. Yes. Okay. I cannot draw. Right. I cannot paint. I, you know, I just can't do anything artistic. I could barely uh, draw like a stick figure. Yeah. My stick figures are pretty bad. No, this is true. Yeah. This is true. So my barometer, is that the right word? Sure. Yeah. I, whatever. <laughs> my thermostat. I don't know whatever. Your thermostat. Yeah. <laughs> that's the word. That's the word. That's, I think it was barometer. I think it's barometer. You're yeah. I think, I think I got that right. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to sound a little bit. More educated than I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do have a master's degree, believe it or not. Um, anyway. In what? Uh, in, in meteorology? In, meteor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in meteorology. Um, um, yeah. I did try out to be a weatherman once. Uh, that's never, another you episode. You never though. did. You never maybe, did. Maybe, maybe I did. Maybe you did. Maybe I did. All right. All right. Anyway. Moving okay. on. Anyway. Okay. So anyway. So here's the thing. Yes. If I can draw it or mm -hmm. if i can paint it yeah i feel it's not art okay what do you think of that so like is the mona lisa art so the mona lisa would definitely be art okay. i mean i can Thank there's God no way you've told us all <laughs> that we believe that's art okay yes. it's like, like the last oh, supper art vincent's van go like that picture of the sunflowers i i don't know that one do you star, know, how do you not know starry that? night is that starry Fine. Fine. Starry night. Starry, starry night is art. That's art. Okay. okay. Now, okay. now if we get into some Picassos, <laughs> I don't know if all Picassos are art. I, I, and yeah. like you know, you know, I know, <laughs> you say a lot of times like, um, you know, like things are overrated. Right. And I've heard you say like the Beatles. You feel the Beatles are I, overrated. You know, I really feel like, and I never would have shared this publicly because right. I don't want hate. But like, I really feel like the Beatles are overrated. Yeah. So thanks I don't, a lot. Now when I, people hate me. Yeah, if they like Beatles fans, no, you've just lost, you know, all your Beatles fan followers. I don't think there's that many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they're overrated. Imagine there's a lot. Um. So anyway, I don't think the Beatles are overrated. I think they're great. But I think right. Picasso is overrated. 
What about um Jackson Pollock? Okay, now Jackson Pollock. That the is splatters, not the okay. paint splatter guy. No. I could take a canvas, uh-huh. throw some paints on it. Right. The same as he did. Okay. So how is that art? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's art. Anyways, uh, we were at an art gallery. But the other thing is, like, oh, okay. I, I want people to look at going. this one. Okay. Yes, I'm still now. You're still going. Sorry. Yeah, you You're ranting. On, you yes. got me on a roll here. He's on a red or a rant. So, one, you know, I've been to, like, the... Um, MoMA, I think they call it the Metro. Yeah, the, you took the, me uh, there when you lived yeah, in New York. We, the modern art. Yeah, I visited when. Yeah. Yeah. We were long distance. Yeah, and we went Scott there. Scott would take me places when I went and visited him in New York City. Yeah, and you know, I saw like paintings of like a line. I saw paintings of like a couple dots. Now yeah. there is a famous painting, the yeah. Bernard Cohen, 1966 <laughs> Blue Spot. What did you? Research? Okay. Did you research? this no i i it's, oh you it's just famous. know that I just oh, know. Okay. 1966 uh-huh. bernard cohen the blue spot Can you have a picture of it uh, i will You'll show it to me? i okay. will put it yeah i'll show you a picture You'll and i'll put it on your story i'll put it on my story okay so i want you you know the listeners yes to go and look this up yeah and tell me if this is art okay. it's just a blue dot how is that art oh. i don't know all right Anyway, Anyways, we, we well, got to move on before I have a... We uh, were on... So we were at an art gallery. and But what was interesting was... So last episode, we talked about spirit messages. Right. And you had your own spirit message at... You know, you're walking around, you know, on... Just picture the rant people you just heard. Picture mm-hmm. it like, you know, at with me, just at an art gallery. Same rant. Right. And he found... An artist named Phoebe. Yeah. And she, you know, painted her name on the bottom. Uh, yeah. And I was like, Scott, look... Yeah. I'm like, because we were just talking about Phoebe, your spirit guide, on the la- and then you saw her name, and yeah. it's not like a common name, like no. you just see. And we took a picture of it and stuck it on your story, but we should do it again. Yeah. But you know what's crazy about the spirit guide episode? Yeah. I got so many messages from listeners saying, while like literally while I was listening to your episode, X, Y, and Z happened, like spirit messages. And yeah. it just overwhelmed me. I was so, it was super cool. Yeah. And that was definitely... Um, a spirit message because mm-hmm. not only the painting was bad, <laughs> it was also three thousand two hundred dollars. Okay, and that's the exact amount of money I made on American Express. Are you serious? No, I just made that part. Oh, that would have been cool. <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have been super cool. All right. Yeah. Actually, it could have been around there though. Really? Uh, yeah, something like that. No, yeah, because yeah, we were talking about all that. Yeah. Like, okay. Did it? Remember when I met you? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> You said that's good. <laughs> yeah. You said that um, like you got you had gotten into a car accident and then you got like a check like right yes. after for the exact amount or something. Yeah, I um, I got into well, first of all, let me numbers. Preface that. I've never been in a car accident. All oh, right. But it. <laughs> oh, that's another driver. red aura thing. Geico. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was gonna say was that it was slippery as icy. It was in sure, Buffalo. Sure, it wasn't your fault. And I, you know, I hit the back end oh, of a car. Right. That was in the your ice, fault. Ice. Ice. Yes. Ice baby um <laughs> and it came out to like the damage was like 525 dollars mm-hmm. and then on the same day i made a stock trade i think it was like u.s web corporation <laughs> pulling that one out of wow you know that's what. like 20 years ago and it was for the exact same amount of the bill for the car yeah, that was cool to the dollar i think that stuff's cool yeah it's pretty cool yeah and i remember you like like that was cool yeah so today we're talking about relationships and like i literally could do so many episodes about relationships and like dating and however like each color could even get its own episode I swear but today you know I'm gonna try to go through I was organizing myself like relationships in general with aura colors and then go into kindred spirit soulmates 
and Twin Flames. Okay, that but, sounds good. Um, yeah, but like Scott, do you, do you know your aura, Scott? Yes, of course. I'm red and blue. Right, and do you know my aura? Yes, you are purple <laughs> and indigo. That's right. So, like, what have you learned? Like, okay, so I feel like the core values of any relationship is like communication mm-hmm. and allowing somebody to change. You know, and there's certain things you just can't change about somebody. So, how have you dealt with me? In both those capacities. Okay. Well, I mean, I definitely feel that I am like, I, I can speak indigo now. Oh. Yes. I mean, especially, you know, with, you know, with all your writings and all yeah. your podcasts that you've done and all yeah. the things, I definitely speak indigo. So I, mm-hmm. I think I'm a, like a good, like um, a good person for, for indigos. Um, you have to know like the mind frame of an indigo. Right. Which is, which is basically, they need that alone time. That downtime. Yes. And you have to give it to them. Oh, you know if, me. Yes. If you don't give them that downtime yeah. and you just keep pushing them, put like a red, like I'm a red yeah. and I always like to keep going all day long. Yes. I don't take naps. You I'll, don't. You know. So much energy. You know, I get up at seven and at the end of the day I'm done. Yeah. But I'm not taking a nap. No. During the middle of the day. No. Right. But then they go, you got to take a nap. Yeah. And what do you call me? The nap manager? Yeah, you're a nap management. Yeah. Like you send me away when I get cranky. Right. Which is usually like one thirty ish to, you know, if I'm working, maybe I'm I, so thankful. <laughs> if I'm working, maybe the nap's a little later. When you do that. But yeah, you know, you give and it doesn't have to be a long nap. Give her give her like an hour, hour right. and a half, and, and then she comes back and she's uh, you know, ready to go. I'm happy again. Yeah. Yeah, so things like that I do. Yeah. Um, and also like I think like um in our own relationship we've had issues with that sometimes because like I have, like, issues with boundaries with other people. Like, right. explain that. Well, I know, like, if, if we go out, like, for a social event yeah. or, you know, we're doing some sort of psychic party or, or something where there, there's a lot of people, mm-hmm. I know that, that you need a boundary. Yeah. Meaning, like, that if you're there too long or, you know, if people are kind of bombarding you, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a lot of energy for you. Mm-hmm. It's not that, you, you know, you don't want to be there. It's just that it's very energetically draining yes. for you. So I kind of try to sometimes I'll try to like steer you, you do. to a different conversation or I'll kind of like take you aside and say, hey, hey, I got I, I need to ask you a question. Can I interrupt for a minute? Yeah. And I know what you're doing, too. Yeah. And you know what I'm doing. And I'm like, OK. <laughs> you're like, thank God. <laughs> thank um, you. You know, so, I mean, sometimes it comes off like if you're a red. Yeah. I think one which of the, you are. Which I am. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think one of the characteristics is like more controlling. You are. Yeah. Like that red people are just more take charge. Yeah. But, but they get a bad rap. Yeah. I get a bad rap because yeah. it's not. It's not that I'm so controlling, <laughs> which, you know, it sounds bad right now, even as I say it. But it's more that, like, you've told me this before we've left for the yeah, event. I'm like, hey, get me out of something. Be the bad guy. Right. And I kind of just take on that bad guy like, role. It's true. And I think, like, and listen, we've been together a long time. So, right. like, I think, like, and this is as, like, raw and honest as we can be about ourselves, like, to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, He'll take a hit for me sometimes and be yeah. the bad guy. Like, even with my own family. Like, if I can't deal with confrontation or dealing with something because I get all stressed out, like, yeah. Scott just does it for me because he doesn't care. He doesn't feel other people's feelings the way I do. No. And so he will take that hit and be the bad guy for me. So I can be like, you know what? Can you just handle this family situation? Or can you just handle this? So I don't have to feel all that. And, but... <laughs> He, he also gets the label then of being, you know, oh, God, Scott. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. really so direct or whatever. Which is fine. I mean, I don't, and I don't, and I don't, honestly, I don't have a problem being the bad guy or mm. being the messenger. I'm always so thankful messenger. for that. Uh, and I never let on either until just now. Yeah. So now you all now know. Now you all know. That's but our secret. That's the big secret. But uh, <laughs> whatever. <you know. laughs> 
how it is. So, yeah. But I understand. Like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, do it. What are you going to say? No, I'm just going to say, like, next time we go out, like, you're going to see, like, like a eight-foot <laughs> perimeter around you, like, nobody coming in, like, oh, don't go up to her. Don't go up to her. It's too much energy for her. That's not how it is, though. Like, I... <laughs> I love talking to people and stuff like that. This is more about like when things get stressful. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I'm talking about like real life, like family, like situations that are stressful. Yeah. Like I'll just disappear and, or, or I'll make Scott handle something I don't want to handle. Like yeah. stuff like that. But, um, so as you as a red, mm-hmm. like I've learned things too. Oh boy. Yeah. Like with you, here's the thing. Okay. And I've, this has been you from day one and it's just something I've had to work around and me and I really attribute it to you being red because Brianna, our ten year old's red too, and she's the same way. If it's somebody else's idea, you don't want to do it. Okay. Like it is so freaking annoying, but I've had to learn this. Like if it's not your idea, if I was like, "Hey, you want to go to this park?" Like, and you'd be like, mm, "Well, here's a different. What about this park? Or what about that? Or why don't we do this?" But if you like, if you said it for some reason, like, and you made the same suggestion yourself, then it's the best idea. So what I've learned is, yeah. To and this is probably incredibly dysfunctional. Okay, is to <laughs> is to plant ideas in your head. Yes, like, you, yeah, I'm yeah. really good. Like, or if you want to go to a restaurant and I don't want to go to it, I'll just be like, mm, yeah, they have that chicken there, and you'll be like, oh yeah, like I know exactly what to say to make you like change your mind. So basically, what you're saying is the indigo <laughs> knows how indigo purple knows how to manipulate the red. Hundred <laughs> percent. And that's, mm. that's my purple, I want to say. My indigo yeah. is that I know you, and my purple is that I can manipulate yeah. you. I mean, I can't, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I can't even deny that. <laughs> it, it is true. Like someone, It's so easy. Like, I could be like, I want to go to the movies. But if someone says it first, then I'll be like, nah, we're not going to go to the movies. <laughs> yeah, this is how it is. But you've always been this way. Like, <clears throat> Yeah, I've always been that way. Like, like ever since I met you, like, if somebody's like, hey, let's do this fun thing, like, and everyone's like, yeah, 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 you're the one sitting back like, mm, don't want to. And you get so annoyed with Brie, and she does the same Thing. Yeah, she does this. So I got two of you in the house. That yeah, but I, I think to... I think Bree is also learning how to manipulate me too. Yeah, she's good. Because she's purple also. Well, she thinks she can like do things with her mind. Like yeah, yesterday, we wanted to true. take her somewhere, and it started raining, and she's like, "I did that with my mind." Yeah, but that might be a whole other yeah issue for us. Okay, but like that's us, and with so like you like what colors work best is a question i get a lot oh okay you want to ask me um no i, I would I, think you were actually supposed to ask that question oh i was supposed to ask <laughs> <laughs> i was trying oh. to like make you ask that question oh okay um <laughs> yes it even says you even told me right yeah here, i said at this point right right here please ask me <laughs> this, this question okay, so let's start that over okay right. three two one. No, let's not cut that. Though. No, never mind. That's not a cut. Okay. Let's well, that's that going to be really that's confusing be really for Jemmy. Yeah. All right. Which colors work best in any relationship? Okay. So here's the, here's the thing. Like I said, the fundamentals of any relationship are communication because like how you communicate is going to be different from how they communicate. And like what you think, what you, we all live in our own separate reality. So you have to understand that aura colors do reflect what reality you're living in so it's that's why it's important to know like have self-awareness of what you are and what other people are even if you don't know the colors just to understand like this person's more emotional or this is more logical what's personal what's not personal so you know not everyone can mind read as well as other people can so basically it's that and then also letting somebody grow without taking it personally how many readings do i get where somebody's like learning new things about themselves and they're growing and their significant other has like major issues with that, you know, mm-hmm. or, because they feel insecure or they don't understand or, or they feel, they feel, um, 
like they're going to be left behind, you know, and, and it's all very subconscious. But I noticed that a couple combinations work really well and some combinations just are never going to work. And you want me to try to guess on some of these? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so I would think... Like, who works best with reds? All right, I, I, w- I would think reds and probably the purple indigos. Yeah, purple. Well, yeah, because... reds and purples, feisty, fiery, passionate. Because reds don't like to be told what to do, and purples don't like to be right. told what to do. But for different reasons. Like, red wants a follow... Like, red likes followers. Purples are not followers. But purples don't care if you follow them or not. They just okay. want to be left alone. But, like, the feistiness, like, yeah. they keep it real. Like, both colors, they, like, they're very raw, passionate. This is how I feel right now. Nobody holds anything back. Reds can't hold their feelings back, mm-hmm. and purples can't either. So it works well. It keeps it okay. very, um, I find, like, like couples that are red and purple who've lasted a long time, they do know how to keep it interesting. Okay. And a red and blue probably makes sense too. Reds and blues work. Blues work. Listen, blues work with everybody. Anybody, yeah. Blues are like a healthy blue. They're fine. Like they work with anybody because they absorb into what other, you know, the other people want. You know, they're helpers and healers. And so, you, mm-hmm. yeah, that works. But I would say a red and a yellow would be a tough one. Unless that yellow has like a ton of blue mm-hmm. or in them or something. Yeah, that's hard. Because reds and yellows, like, they work well in business together. You know, they, they work well. I see them working, like, in business arrangements and things together. But, like, in love romantic relationships, not so much. Yellows are just really independent. And they like to do things their way. Okay. And they, they'll clash often with the red, who's kind of the same way, just not as organized. Although yeah. reds like to think they're organized. They're, like, seriously not. <laughs> as we sit here amongst <laughs> the pile of... Your bills and things. Nonsense. But you think that's organized. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. What about the greens? Oh, greens. Greens do well with indigos. Like, that's a really good combo. Because green people are kind of like, you know, they live in their own reality. They're a little bit, like, non-emotional all the time. They get busy and and they forget that you're there. (laughs) I kind of think like that. And indigos are good because they know that's not personal. And they can absorb into the green. And they can be like, okay, you know, my green significant other is busy or whatever and then they also know when to kind of poke them enough to be like hey you know wake up pay attention to me let's you know let's let's connect so greens and indigos do real well okay what about like two reds that would be bad right two reds don't work that's never happening that's never happening they'll be with friends right like any color combination can be buddies right like they just can't all like live together i'm not living with another red and have a dog you know not everybody can do that but other the reds don't work at all like Like two yellows would be bad you know that um no you know yellows and greens do okay Mm -hmm. yellows and greens do well um and it's funny because like they both kind of do their own thing your secondary color is really important if you're a green and a yellow like you both better have some blue in there okay you know uh but that's fine but two yellows Man, I never really even see that. I, I think it would work if the secondary colors were on. I can't think of one instance where I've even seen that, though. What about two purples? Pur- two, purples two purples work, but it's messy. Crazy stuff. Going it on. is messy. It is like Animal drama, house. fun, fights happiness love poems it's just a lot of stuff going on feelings a lot of feelings what if two blues wanted to watch the notebook together oh my god what would happen (laughs) i think it would be like really um emotional right like kleenex would just make a fortune the two blues two blues work 
Yeah. Yeah. Blues, yeah. Yeah, that works. One ends up always taking over. Okay. But like, but two, I've seen blues work together real good. It wouldn't just be like crying, crying, crying. Like yeah, they're constant all, crying. always feelings. Yeah. And love and feelings yeah, and constant. connection and neediness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, like, like someone would be like, pass the salad. <laughs> it's constant. Like that. Yeah, like, I mean, and it depends who you are, too. Like, I feel like I could not be with myself. Like, I would right. drive myself insane, like, because I'm yeah. so indecisive that I can't handle it. Yeah, and there would be no one to wake you up from the nap. No. You guys would sleep <laughs> no. all day. Yeah, we would. That, yeah. might, that might work out. Yeah, that would be good. All right, so, all right. you know, like, but today, like I said, I'm talking about Twin Flames, I'm talking about Kindred Spirits, and I'm talking about Soulmates. Okay, so... Now, we were, I had another question here. We were on a live show. Oh, yeah. And our friend Robin yes. pointed out, she, or, or I think she asked the question. Yeah. Are you twin flames? I, I, didn't, I didn't even know what a twin flame was at the time. But right. Now I do. And I said, yeah, of course we're twin flames. <laughs> but <laughs> Mystic Michaela over here told me that we're, we're not. We're, we're not. soulmates. We're soulmates. We're, we're soulmates. So we're not twin flames. No, we're soulmates. Okay. So, all right. So, thanks, Robin, for asking that question. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel so bad. But you don't want to be twin flames. Like, twin flames, like, it's a be. tumultuous relationship, and we don't have that. Okay. So, it's you okay know? that we're soulmates. It's okay. And not twin flames. Yeah. So, I want to, first, oh. I want to talk about, like, what, before we even get into twin flames, we got to clear up what kindred spirit is, and we got to clear up what a soulmate is. Because when I do readings, I get, a, I, you know, very once in a while I get people with twin flame relationship issues and it is something that plagues people, but we're going to talk about it. So first of all, what's a kindred spirit? So you kind of need to know the difference. A kindred spirit is somebody, they just basically vibrate at where you're at right now. So kindred spirit, I, I feel like if you ever met somebody with, and it's just, oh my God, like we're best, we are best friends. Did we just be, become press, best friends? Like, are we best friends now? That is what a kindred spirit is. Like you vibe at the same level. You start, you just want to be with this person, hang out, giggle, but it's very superficial. Like these people are like, I don't know, like, you know, your next door neighbor that you moved in and then you guys are just like buddies and then, yeah, maybe you don't talk anymore. You know, like it's different times in your life. Like these people come in, they totally vibe at where you're vibing and it's kind of like at a superficial level, but it feels like you've known them a long time. You have like very you know, similar interests, you guys click, but this can be anything. This can be a close friend. This can be like a boyfriend or a girlfriend. This could be uh, like just a family member or a teacher. This could even be a pet. Like this is just somebody who all of a sudden you're like me and you, you know, you just feel it. So that's kindred spirit. They're often um, past life connections, honestly. So like your souls recognize each other, but they don't always stick around. Like, they're kind of people that come in and out. They're in for a season, and then they go. And you remember them fondly, you know? And um, it's like it's like a good time when you just needed that in your life. It's kind of like a break. What's a soulmate, though? So soulmates, that's different. They're people, so if kindred spirits, they operate kind of like at an ego level or like kind of more superficial or kind of like for the now. Soulmates are people who you connect with on a much deeper level. It's a soul level. And they're for life change you can have more than one soulmate in a lifetime okay they make for i mean your soulmate can be a family member it can be a friend it can be a significant other um soulmates are people who they're going to change you 
Okay. And you are supposed to journey with them for quite a while. And you make this agreement before you come here to journey with them for a while. So soulmates play a major role in your development, your spiritual development. And it is possible for soulmates to be like a platonic relationship. And it is possible for them to be more than that, like to have chemistry and passion with these people. So like, even like, like I said, you can have more than one soulmate. Like I think I see a lot of situations where, you know, people are in love with two people at the same time. You know, it's hard. It's hard because like you can feel all these different connections. You can see different trajectories with people, you know, different possibilities. And that's when like relationship stuff can get messy. But what are soulmates? So soulmates, it's marked by if you meet some, it's like a strong sense of recognition. And like when I met Scott, I've told this story before. I don't know. I don't think I've told it on here yet, but like I heard the word home in my ear, like from like, I literally, I rarely like hear spirit audibly. And I heard them say home and I felt so comfortable with him and I didn't even know what was going on. So it was a, it's a strong sense of recognition, familiarity. You're comfortable. You're warm. All of a sudden you're best friends. Like soulmates, it's like a best friend connection, but very deep. There's a mutual respect for one another. You're not jealous of them. Like you want them to do well and they want you to do well. And you feel that it's easy with a soulmate. It's not dramatic. Um, you guys have a similar vision of the future. Like you both want the same things more or less. You have like similar values. You have a similar, um, mindset about what things are going to look like for you. You also learn how to fight for the relationship. There's obstacles with life. So just talking about it in, with soulmates in a sense of like a significant other, like as things come up, like maybe there's a job that takes you guys away from one another and you have to be long distance for a while, or maybe there's, you know, um, issues with one of your families or tragedy or personal issues. They understand and they give you, they hold space for you while you go through your thing and they're there for you the whole time in whatever way you, they need, you know, you need them to be. So this is like a very important understanding of more about the vibration or the feeling with a soulmate that they feel like home. And that's a big feeling. The other thing is like you prefer being together. I feel like we all have that couple that we know, you know, hopefully you're that couple that people know, you know, that it's like, man, they just met each other and now they're always together and they're so happy and they start, you know, dressing alike and they like just doing all the same things together. And that's like a soulmate connection. It just looks, feels easy. They're, they're not toxic to be around um, as a couple. Um, it's an authentic relationship. You are totally accepted as 100% yourself. Like all, nobody tries to change you in this type of relationship. And you're allowed to grow. And that's a big thing I see in relationships. You have to give somebody space to be themselves, to evolve. You know, it's kind of like the phoenix rising from the ashes. Depending on what aura color you are, for example, you need more evolution and more change than other people. Like, purples need to reinvent themselves a lot. Like they're going to have a lot of ideas. Reds need to feel in charge. Yellows need to feel like their life has meaning, like they're, they're self-helping, like they, their curiosity is matched. Greens need to follow passion. Blues need to feel emotionally connected and they analyze a lot. Indigos, same thing. They need to feel like their life has a purpose more than just the day-to-day 
your significant other in a soulmate relationship will get this for you. They'll be like, got it. I understand. How can I help you with that? And they won't take it personally and they'll want to do it with you. That's the other thing. They're going to see you and they're going to be inspired by your growth to do their own growth. So that's soulmate relationships and sure, are there ups and downs with them? Yeah. But for the most part, they're pretty basic, you know, good, solid, you know, relationships with foundation. But then there's twin flames. Oh, the twin flame. Twin flame relationships are incredibly both amazing and heart-wrenching at the same time. It is two ends of the spectrum happening to you at the same time. So what is a twin flame? Twin flames are our energy mirrors. It's looking in the mirror and seeing all the parts of what you may call your shadow self. So they reflect back to you all your strengths, your insecurities, your weaknesses, your shadows, things that maybe you don't want to deal with. Your twin flame will reflect right back at you. So all your fears and stressors or whatever, a twin flame relationship is not simple. It is very life altering. You can kind of measure if you've had a twin flame relationship, you can measure like before twin flame my life, after twin flame my life. Because with a twin flame relationship comes an intense awakening. So the purpose of a twin flame relationship is to undergo major inner work, spiritual transformation, and to become the version of yourself that is needed. They're the catalyst for the rest of your life. Um, Honestly, the way I see it, they mostly don't work out in this lifetime. Um, twin flames end up the way I see it several lifetimes. You will deal with the twin flame relationship until eventually you guys figure it out. But nine times out of 10, when I read a twin flame relationship, it is like the struggle. The struggle is real. Um, does everybody have a twin flame? Yeah, they might not. You're very lucky if you meet your twin flame at the same time as your, your contemporary. Okay. The same time you're alive. Like it's very, if not, I do know people and I have read them that feel connected to somebody who's not even somebody that they've met. Okay. So your twin flame exists. They just not might, they may not be incarnated at the same time as you are right now. Twin flame relationships are intense. They're tumultuous. They can carry for many years, but they have a lot of gifts. They have a lot of gifts attached to them because what it does is it strips you down to a very raw, it's kind of like the studs, you know, like when you strip a house down to the studs, like that's what a twin flame relationship does to you. It strips you down and it gives you the ability to see yourself very clearly and plainly and to rebuild. Real quick though, a twin flame relationship is not abusive. So, cause a lot of times like narcissists or sociopaths, they'll make you feel like this is, oh my God, this love's so magical and this strips me down and let it, no, twin, it's different. Twin flame relationships aren't abusive. They're, they're freaking annoying and they feel like, um, like, like a romance movie gone wrong, you know, but they're not, they're not abusive. So I just want to make that distinction very clear for people. Um, there are twin flame signs. Okay. First of all, your paths will always keep crossing each other. It's weird. It's like I was at the gas station. I thought of him and he pulled up. I was talking to my friend and we went to this party and then all of a sudden he's there. Like 
all the time. Like your paths keep crossing. You're like, seriously, you're here and I'm here at the same time. Like, what are the odds? There's a lot of synchronicity. That's the thing with twin flames. Um, when you first meet them, it's like, it's mutual. And there's like this spark and there's this feeling like you are finally whole. It's because in theory, the twin flame is like your other half or your energy mirror. So like when you meet them, you're like, oh my God, like our souls are reunited. Like I'm whole. And it feels like amazing. A lot of overanalyzing, though, like, what did, what did he mean when he did this? Or what did this mean? Or what does this mean? Or what does that mean? Or whatever. Um, a lot of overanalyzing together. It's not easy. The, the, the way the soulmate thing is super easy, the twin flame thing is super not easy. So it's a lot of constant, like, what is this? What's going on? But the thing is, is you feel awake when you're with this person. Like, you don't just change when you're meeting your twin flame. Like, you evolve. You evolve at such like a rapid fire pace that it's like nothing else exists except this relationship and what's going on with you. You become your own mini universe, the two of you, as you go through this. Tons of energy. You feel very energized, like you could do anything, get anything done. You become like fearless in a way about certain things. Like you do things you never thought you could do. You say things you never thought you could say. That's new parts of yourself emerging, which is another reason why twin flame relationships can be beneficial. It's not it's funny because it's the most adult relationship you've ever had because it feels so intense and deep and real and like serious, but it's also the most childlike. Like you guys probably like I've seen it's twin flame relationships. They have their own language, their own. They read each other's body language like they they are two and two two peas in a pod like it's just like are you the same person like people notice it. People will comment on it. It is infectious. It's, it's something other people can't look away from. There's definitely an energy around it. Um, you are completely fulfilled with them. You would do anything, just you need nothing but this person in your life. You don't care about any other goals or anything else. You just want them. Okay. Like it's very like I, all I, if I could just have them, I'll be fine. It becomes almost like, it feels almost like an addiction or something in a way. Like I just need this to work out. It's desperate. I just need this to work out. Um, yeah, and then and then you you can read each other's minds. So a lot of times, like twin flames, will have like conversations without even talking, or you'll dream about them, and you'll have the same dreams, or you'll have conversations in your dreams with them that feel really real because you're astral traveling at the same time, which just means like you're leaving your body to go talk to them in your higher self. I swear this happens. Trust me. Um, also, you feel the physical part of the relationship, like passion. It's like a whole other level. It's not just, oh, this feels good. It's like, oh my God, fireworks. Did I just go somewhere else? It's like a out-of-body experience. It's it's really amazing. And the thing is, is like once you have a bond with your twin flame, it doesn't break. Oh, the other and the other thing I say this all the time, like once you have a twin flame and like you can't be in the same room with them because you're you have this pull to touch each other, to be together, to to just it doesn't matter what the life circumstances are like oh he's married and so am I like it doesn't matter like oh I'm in a relationship da, da, da. it doesn't matter if you're in the same room with them it just always leads to the next the next step like you can't trust yourself based off of what's going on in your life you just have this pull towards one another it's like twin flames like dancing flames like you're pulled but then you're thrown apart the thing is, the problem with the twin flame relationship is there's stages. There's stages in it. So first, like like I said, there's like pre-twin flame and like my life before the twin flame, my life after the twin flame. So your life before the twin flame, you may just feel kind of like 
a desire or an emptiness or you don't quite know what everybody else is talking about. Like when they talk about love or meeting somebody or this and that. And that's like, it, it is a stage. It's like the the desire. So and I'm not saying if you, if you never meet your twin flame, it's okay. Like you can have actually probably a more normal life than, more, than people that do meet their twin flame. So it's not like meeting your twin flame is necessary for your life to be whole and happy and move forward and evolve. Not at all. I'm just saying if you have met them, it is such a stressful experience that like we need to talk about it here. But before you meet them, you're kind of, it's almost like um, before a storm's coming, like you kind of feel it a little bit. You might not even realize this until after you've met them and you're like, okay, that makes sense. Like why I was being weird. When you meet them, there's like this soul awakening. Like you both recognize it. There's like a honeymoon stage where it's just like perfect. Like everything's great. That's when there's synchronicity happening too. All of a sudden, like, oh my God, it's like the weirdest synchronistic things. Like my, our moms have the same birthday or our, my sister and your sister drive the same car or, you know, it's like weird things like that. Or both our grandpas were named Andrew. Like it's weird, like weird synchronistic things that kind of are like, what is that? Like, is this crazy? Um, all sorts of like little funny signs that like are unique to you happen. And you can both experience this like major spiritual awakening at the same time. There's like an acceleration of spiritual understanding with yourself, what's going on. All of a sudden, like your emotions get deeper, but then there is a test. And here's the thing. We are an ego centered individual. We're humans. We're souls living in this human body and the ego will try to take over a relationship. And what happens is it's like you want to get pulled into your programming, how you were raised, what makes sense for you. You want to pull the other person into that. You fall into comfort zones or or maybe you're more into being open and changing and the other person's doing that. They're more into their ego, their comfort zones, what makes sense to them. That's when we get our runners and our chasers. And this is a huge conflict in twin flame relationships inevitably one of the partners and this is where it all goes to pot one of the partners is going to be like totally freaked out they're freaked out by everything we just mentioned all the synchronicities all the soul awakening all the change all this call for spiritual total overhaul is going to freak one of them out and that becomes the runner and then the chaser is the one that like knows intuitively that this person is freaked out and they think they can change it. And this is a cycle. It can get really, really bad because faced with such rapid changes, like one of the partners can just run away from their twin flame. And, and usually this is the one that's just less open to change, less willing to transform because they're just, a, they're not accustomed to this type of intensity in this lifetime. They're more afraid of these emotions. They're more afraid of the outcomes. They may feel like they're even losing themselves or losing their mind, even though they, and they don't realize what's happening is a breakthrough from their patterned behavior. And they don't realize that they're actually running away from themselves and running away from things that actually have to happen for them. And so the chaser is usually the more, you know, sensitive one, emotionally intelligent. Right now they're more introspective. They're more self-analytical, mindful. They're more ready to grow. And this dynamic can happen for months. This can happen for years. This, it depends on the relationship. It depends. The problem is with these 
runners because they're super annoying. They um at their ego level, they're like, oh no, you're making this up. This can't happen, or this isn't what's going on, or whatever. But on their on their soul level, they will come to you in your dreams. They will do passive things. It's like passive attempts at getting you. Like they always know when you're happy. So let's say you're like, whatever, screw it. I'm moving on. And you do. Then all of a sudden you get the little, the little Instagram message, you know, then you get, then you get the like on your picture. Then you get the weird phone call. Then you get them showing up at the party that you went to. And you're like, what the hell? Then you get the mutual friend mentioning them. All of a sudden they show up in your energy field again, because the thing with twin flames is you're telepathically connected so they can sense when you're kind of moving on from the running chasing dynamic and they can show back up and the runner chaser thing can like flip-flop by the way like the roles can reverse and change so there's always some sort of separation you know with a twin flame thing usually there's like a like a separation. It can last years. It can last lifetimes. I mean, that's the thing with twin flame relationships. Nine times out of 10 in my unscientific twin flame research, I don't see it working out. And it's never a good idea to hang your hat on someone else's timeline. Like, it's just not good. Like, it's not good for you. It's a bad message to the universe. It's not good for your spiritual development. Like, you're here to get stuff done, okay? So, like, waiting for somebody to recognize that you're the one for them is not a way to do that. And there has to become some sort of surrender to, to your fate with a twin flame relationship, be it with the person or without them. And once you kind of like let it go and you're like, listen, this, it is what it is. And I'm going to find my own personal peace and happiness. And trust me, the thing is with the twin flame, they'll always bother you. They're always going to show up. They're never completely out of your life. It's hard for some people to wrap their heads around that because they're like, man, is this, is this like a life of torture that I have now? And it's not. Usually with twin flames, like they can become kind of um, like over time, like you, you consider them like a friend or a family member or like an affection. As long as you don't have to see them, it's okay. You know, because again, once you see them, it takes you back to square one. But yeah, twin flames are a many lifetime situation. But if you look at it from what they can do for you, it is very powerful and transformative and very good for your spiritual development and your your openness awesome. to the future. Hey, Scott. Hey. Hey, and, and, we're and so after hearing all that. Yeah. And I was listening very intently to see if I can find Aww. some slither of truth that we could possibly be twin flames. But you're still saying no. I mean, do you feel that way about me? Like, like do you feel like we, like, I just don't. Maybe we have, like. Feel like we have that relationship. We have an eternal flame. We, oh my gosh, so sweet. Once again, an example <laughs> of me and the indigo. Oh. Okay. So. <laughs> I feel really, yeah, I think the twin flame thing, it's like romantic. You know, it's kind of yeah. like, it's kind of like that, like Romeo and Juliet stuff, like how they write love. Right. But then you wonder, like, what would that have looked like long term? You know, this, you and I are what it looks like long term, you know? Right. Okay. You know, like, it's like substantial, eternal oneness all right well could you give me maybe like um maybe like a celebrity couple yes. that i would know that i would know yes because i don't know many but <laughs> that maybe would help me out with and i can try to figure it out okay yeah i can give you okay so the, i'll give you two examples okay one that didn't work out and one that did all right give me the one that worked out okay so you know that ashley i always mess up her name i and i and Kennedy. yeah she's the i don't get it podcast girl i was yes. on her i don't get it podcast yeah i know her because she's great i set so that up for you yes she did and she married 
Jared. Okay. And I always mess up his name too. Haybon or Haybon or something. Right. Ashley and Jared. Ashley They're Jared. twin flames and they worked out. Okay. Do you understand that they probably went through many, many lifetime cycles for them to actually work out? Really? Yeah. So she's, so they met, I think it was on Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. And like it didn't work out and there was like a lot of back and forth. And um, just to surmise, like, so she's very purple and okay. he's very green. So he was like, he was the runner for a while and she was the chaser. And I get like, he was really like falling away from the spiritual connection that they had. And she always had this faith in it. And then finally he surrendered to it and... Like, cause like he would say, oh, we're friends. And then he would take a step back and then she would, you know, he would say that, oh, you're just implying meaning to just my friendship with you. You're making it more than it was. But then he surrendered to it and was like, you know what? We're in love. And now right. they're married and they're like very happy. So it's like a twin flame relationship that yeah. worked out. And they, and they does seem like they had a lot of the characteristics that you were talking about. Yeah. So a lot of drama, but it worked out. All right. So Ashley and Jared. Yeah. Our twin flames. Yeah. That worked um, out. That worked out. Wow. And okay, so give me the couple that would not be. Okay, so Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. All right. I, I now you're gonna people are not gonna believe this. I know who Justin Bieber is. You know who that is. I do not know Selena Gomez. Okay. Well, they do. So anyway, so <laughs> this is like really stressful. And when when I feel like we all felt it, like when it was really going on between them, they had like an on-off relationship for a long time. And he okay, so Justin's green and purple. Oh, by the way, twin flames can be any color. Okay, so it doesn't no. – the colors we were talking about before doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Like, this. it really doesn't – I mean, listen, I don't feel like two reds are ever going to have any romantic <laughs> that, that connection, like, that, that's like, like a ever. Huge fire. I mean, that's like fire. <laughs> that's just like – that's a wildfire. That's a that's, wildfire. That's a that's burnout. Like it's done. wildfire, yeah. It's over. No, but, like, it, just to clarify, but okay. he's green and purple, and Selena's indigo and purple. And okay. so Justin's had like, you know, he's had self-destruction in the past. You know, he's got major emotional complexity. You know, his, his outlet is his art. But he also has this framework, structure, logic thing. I feel like him with Haley Baldwin, that's like his, because he's married now to Haley Baldwin. Like that's okay. structure and framework. And that's him feeling like, okay, I'm organized or whatever. Selena's purple and indigo. She feels everything. She's very emotionally psychic. She knows his heart. I feel like they never stopped loving one another it just became really intense got it it's so interesting too because she's um they just i don't think the song's out yet but she released the title of a new song okay. that and she's been out off that she's a singer she's been off the scene for a while mm -hmm. and um she's gone through some stuff like emotionally and i feel like she had to go to some sort of like i don't want to say rehab center i want to say some sort of like rest center i forget what it was for mm -hmm. but like she's had a hard time reacting to justin and i feel like they have like this twin flame connection so they love one another but she just released this the title to her new song it was something like i have to give you up to love me or something right. i messed that up but so, like the song's about him so okay but about how but he's already married he remarried he re yeah he, he moved on he moved on uh-huh and so she's like the chaser one yeah, well, yeah. Kinda? I feel yeah. like they switched roles a lot okay. while that was going on. Because they, yeah, okay, you lose you to love me. That's her new signal. Lose you to love me. And that's what I'm saying. Like, when you have a twin flame relationship that, like, completely just wrecks you, you right. have to let them go okay. so that you can love yourself again. Because, like, when you're done with a twin flame relationship, like, you can feel, and it's not going to work out, you can feel totally, like, 
where you felt whole, you can feel a okay. hole, like a total is, void. Is she remarried or married? No. She's single. I feel like she's single, yeah. So what you're telling me yes. is that like at the next MTV Music Awards, right. if Justin Bieber happens to make a right turn and she makes that same right turn yeah, you know and they come true. into contact with each other, yeah. twin flames are flying. They're definitely and both going to have a reaction to that. The Baldwin person's out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's, you know, they know to steer clear of each other Got for it. sure. All right. Yeah, twin flames. Twin flames. So... That is my wrap up on Twin Flames, Soulmates, and Kindred Spirits. And if you have questions, I want to hear. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear your questions. I'm sure there's a lot of questions about this. Um, if you're so lucky to have a Twin Flame, you might not feel lucky when you have a Twin Flame relationship to talk about. But hopefully, I put it in a framework where you're like, okay, I get it. It's about getting to your next level spiritually and the thing is with twin flames is you can you can wander many years apart from one another but at the end of the day you're always connected and I think that's you know kind of the big thing with twin flames is it's like understanding that it's bigger than this lifetime it's it's more about your growth as a soul great Hey guys, I want to talk about our very own Nancy Anderson from Nancy Anderson Fit and Tread Thrill. And you can find her on Instagram at Nancy Anderson Fit. So we all know Halloween is right around the corner and this is the unofficial start to the holiday season. Food, eating. Our very own Nancy Anderson from Nancy Anderson Fit and Tread Thrill wants to remind us as we go into the holidays this year that practicing balance and opting for healthy choices will help you vibrate during this season at a higher level. Be conscious of the foods you eat because some foods vibrate at high frequencies and some lower. For example, if, for example, you're eating broccoli and berries. Those have high vibrations, but you know the Big Macs do not have high vibrations. They don't vibrate at all. They're just bad for you. If you're consuming foods that have chemicals, pesticides, or even are just processed and packaged, this will leave you vibrating lower, and therefore, it may be harder to stay connected to spirit and feel your best. Nancy understands the connection between spirituality and like what you put into your body. Your body's your temple and you can connect better if you take care of your temple. You know, that's what Nancy does for you. And she gets that link. So on the other hand, if you are consuming high quality foods with the right macro balance, you will vibrate higher and more easily connect. My clients, okay, notice that every month using Nancy's programs, they feel less stressed, less anxious, more grounded, more energetic, and the weight loss is an added bonus. So if you're interested in trying a quick reset that's easy to stick to without long-term commitment, Nancy invites you to try her 10-day detox program. 10 days, that's it. That will jumpstart weight loss. Well, you'll break up with sugar, which has a low vibration. You'll rid yourself of inflammation. You'll boost your metabolism, lose extra weight, and improve your energy, improve your skin, sleep, and more. She's going to be utilizing real whole foods super high vibration combined with strategically placed antioxidants, spices, and nutrients, again, high vibration, to minimize your exposure to toxins and maximize your results. No counting calories or macros. Nancy's got it all covered, and she lays it out for you in a delicious, easy, affordable, and foolproof way. And get this, the Mystic Michaela family gets a discount. It's the code MMFAMILY for 20% off at checkout. So what's included in this? You get a digital meal-by-meal guide with every meal and your snack laid out. You don't have to think. Nancy does this for you. Private community access. 
So she gives you your own space. You can all talk about this with her and each other. Unlimited access to Nancy Anderson for coaching. And she's very loving and kind and she listens you get the cherry picker menu for your more picky participants okay like if you don't like something she's got a swap out for you master menu to sub ingredients for allergies you get weekly meal calendars you get grocery lists which i really love that by the way daily checklists meal prep tips and easy 30 minute or less recipes and i'm gonna link on my story some of her 10-day detox transformations, her clients, her before and after pictures with her clients because they're quite shocking and amazing. So again, MM Family, 20% off at Nancy Anderson Fit, nancyandersonfit.com. All right, guys, we're going to try a new segment. Actually, before we do that, Ooh, tell me. Um, I had, you know, you've been following my DM story where I've, my DMs have gone from three oh, yes. to seven. Well, yeah, she didn't even know what I was talking yeah, about. I didn't know. To now up to 11. Okay, I got 11 Stop it, you counted? this week. Four of the 11 yes. dealt with where we went to breakfast. Oh, yes, I last heard, week. Yeah, so we, okay, so there were four choices. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's hitting that button that jumps 30 seconds right now, but that's mm-hmm. okay. That's what they're doing. Yeah, they're doing that. No. That's fine. Scott, people listen to you. There was A, Kiki's. Oh, yeah, Kiki's. That was like the purple choice, right. Millennial. There was B, the pancake house. Mm -hmm. The original. Safe. C, Brooklyn Bagel. Oh, yeah. Old, reliable, you know, really reliable. And then D, uh, Cracker Barrel. Yes. And I think of the four people that DM me, most of them said it wasn't Kiki's because I'm not purple. And remember, now we know that it has to be my idea. Uh-huh. So they would have known that Kiki's was your idea. It was. I really want to go there. And then it has to be my idea. So we went with the Cracker Barrel. That's right. Yeah. Because you Barrel. needed to know that. Okay. Right. We're going to jump into this brand <laughs> new segment that we totally just made up today. In the car. In the car, like randomly. And it's called... With the help of someone actually who DM'd me and yes! gave us the idea. Yeah, you guys have the best ideas. Keep keep them coming. So one of yeah, one of our clients had this idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we named it after the reading, and I'm going to be talking to a client. And if you guys like it, I'll do this more often um, about what her experiences have been since having a reading with me. Wow, and who are we going to be talking with? We're going to be talking to Kelly. Kelly, and I'll have her introduce yes, herself when she calls in. Great, from Kelly from California, longtime client. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. great. Hey guys, I am here with. Kelly, who is a lovely client. Kelly, where are you calling from? Um, Orange County, California. And Kelly, do you know your aura color? <laughs> yes, because of you, it's yellow. It's yellow. Okay, so tell me, I want to know, like, what, since getting a reading, since, like, understanding your aura colors, how's, how's life shifted or how have you looked at things differently? I'm, um... How would I say that? I'm more aware mm-hmm. of what I'm meant to be doing, but more aware of what my um, intuition is and trusting that. That's interesting. And what, what do you do for a living? Can you tell everybody? I'm a realtor. Right. And so you still do that, though, right? But it's shifted, hasn't it? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, before when we first started talking, I was struggling in my real estate career. And right now, I feel like it's moving pretty well. Actually, it's going great. That's cool. Because like as a yellow, like how do you apply your skills to 
I guess what you do and how like and how's that changed like how you do things? Well, in real estate, you think it's all sales, but um, it's it tends to be a little bit more about pro- uh, project management mm. and understanding that my <laughs> yellowness <laughs> um, is critical to organization and um, that it's actually what I use to help my agents who work for me right. have it's really opened that door before I was an individual agent. Now I have a team of like seven agents who work for me. That's cool. Yeah. Because I think like with you and I think as a yellow in general and just like being aware or mindful in general, it's like, what are my skills and like, how do I best see them, utilize them, embrace them, you know, not be ashamed of them or whatever. And I feel like that's what you're saying. Like you've just, you put them to use better, maybe more efficiently. Correct. Where if you think of real estate, people think it's mostly sales, Mm -hmm. where I was able to build my business more on the organizational side of it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because you do like what, so what do you do organizationally that's different than you did before? So before I was an individual agent, so I was responsible for a hundred percent of everything, sales, all that type of stuff. Now, since I'm also kind of, my yellow is the fixer of things. Right. I love that. Uh, um, I help agents with their real estate business and I'm getting paid for that as well as doing my own business. That's super. Okay. So you've expanded it when, absolutely. yeah, that, okay. And now that's like work world. How has it shifted in like your relationship with yourself, like your spiritual connection to that, which is bigger than us? Uh, like how has that shifted for you? Uh, I, it's, it's hard to put into words, really, because I always felt that there was something out there, you know, that I didn't quite understand. Mm-hmm. And then understanding um, source and God and all that, I feel like my intuition is right on. I trust myself wow. 100% more. I love that. And you do it through, I guess, just like what it feels natural to you, right? Yes. We both have the love, like I talked about this, I think it's a yellow thing. Um, Like when I had my podcast with Megan King Edmonds, like we were talking about the book, um, The Game of Life and How to Play It. And I know like you read it too. So I feel like like it's a yellow person thing. Like like, I'm not yellow and I love that book, but you've read that book, right? (laughs) I've read it like three times. I know, right? Isn't it good? Because um, <laughs> you're a really good man. Like, I find yellows to be good manifestors. Like, once you kind of understand how something works, like, you know, yellows, I feel like, have a special gift at manifesting. Do you, like, how do you manifest in your own life since understanding your ability for it? Um, I've always had a deep faith. Mm-hmm. So I've always trusted um, God or, but... I I did not know how to manifest. I mean, even with you, you used to say to me, don't focus on the struggle, focus on, it was you saying to me, absolutely, if you focus on the struggle, that's what you're going to get. And then I just had to change my mindset. Right. And so for me, manifesting is, um, I read a lot, but then I also have started, I started doing meditation and that's been amazing towards me. Wow. Okay. That's really great. I might text you once in a while. Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing though. Like once you're my, like, I don't know, like, I feel like I know people. And then with you though, I mean, I've been 
out there to visit you and we've we've we're like <laughs> buddies now but like yes I definitely feel that you ever since I guess we've been talking because I always say it's not me you know what I mean and it's not me I'm just the phone you know I just try to deliver the messages the way they come to me but I feel like since talking to you like and this is like the biggest sign for I think any client I have is when they can start doing it for themselves and I feel like you definitely have had that ability and that confidence to like take what spirit has told you and apply it to real life situations and um I don't know that's why I was so happy that you came on to talk about us today do you have anything else to add to this before we wrap it up well you know I think it's really trusting trusting your intuition and the synchronicities that spirit's giving you you know me I I get numbers every day yeah it's crazy um so just trusting that you know I am being guided and that I'm on the right path would not have happened without you oh thank you so much Kelly thanks for sharing thank you for inspiring other people to kind of give themselves over to this process for living authentically and um and understanding that there is kind of like life after putting new framework on things wouldn't you say? A better life. A yeah, better I would life. say a yeah. better life. I agree. I would, I would say a better life. A more a more calm life. Not that stresses don't happen. Right. But um, I get over them easier now. That's interesting. Thank you so much, Kelly. You take care. Thank you. That was a fantastic, unbelievable journey. I love Kelly. She is just like one of my, she's like my, I do have my mystic Michaela spiritual family on Facebook and you guys, you, I, it feels like a family. Like yeah. we support one another and Kelly's one of these people like true blue. And I feel like I've met the best part of my work and bringing you into it is like, we have a family and, and, and it's my, it's our spiritual family. Yeah. Um, by the way, you can reach out to us there. Mystic Michaela spiritual family, which is a closed group on Facebook. At Mystic Michaela is my Instagram. And, and we're actually, we're planning, uh, and Leanna, who is the admin. Leanna, is, Jessica. And Jessica are helping us plan the first annual oh my gosh. Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family Gathering, which will take place February 7th through February 9th in the uh, Doubletree Resort in Hollywood Beach, Florida. Uh, so we're hoping that a lot of people come to that. I know a lot of Florida people are coming. I've already had a lot of people uh, message me yes. that they're going to be coming from out of town. Yes. So it might be crazy. Yeah. So like if you, yeah, the details are on the page, but yeah. like Leanna, Jessica, and we're planning it. And, um, you know, it's, it's not like there's no like separate fee to come. Like right. it's just, it's, we want it to just be a bonding experience. Like we're hanging out. Right. Like literally I wanted to sleep over and here it is. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be. <laughs> that like, could be a big. I mean, it could be a very big sleepover. It could be. I have this like corny ideas. Like we wear like the first happy hour. Like we all wear our aura colors. Okay, that that'd be cool. Yeah, like, but we're not wearing pajamas because it's a sleepover. No, I don't. I no. mean, you can't. I don't care. So you're saying I could come down to the pool area in my pajamas? I don't care pajamas? what you wear, yeah. Okay, as long as it's my aura color. Yeah, and there's nap time because there's going to be a lot right. of, lot of right empties there. So we're going to have to have a nap time. A lot of empties like will be there. Two, you know. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then like, we're going to eat dinner together, pool time, beach time. Right. Yeah, so hopefully a lot of us can come and we can just bond and get to know each other. All right, great. That'd be cool. So, yeah, find us, leave a review. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.